Good morning. Good morning. Oh, that cracked like a motherfucker, son. Welcome to the Beasting with Brian podcast. I am your host, The Beast. I'm just playing. I ain't no beast. I'm just trying to beast. That's why I got to do so much beasting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyways, this is episode 13 with uh, of Morning Coffee with The Beast. It's very challenging for me to get better at this as my brain is not not so, uh, it doesn't fire as fast as I needed to in the morning prior to my first coffee. Anyhow, here I am being a coffee slut as my brother likes to call me and uh, enjoying my first cup of coffee with y'all. Hope you guys slept well. I slept pretty damn good. Worked over the weekend, I was on the morning shift, so I had to uh, get up a little bit earlier than most people. I was waking up at uh, Jocko hours at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, But, you know, just switching back into that cycle uh, for this month. And what I'll try to do is probably switch my workout routine. I went to the gym yesterday after work, and it was so good. So... I've been going to a Gold's Gym for the last two years, and uh, prior to that, I was going, I forget the name of it, I think it's called O2 Fitness, I was going to O2 Fitness down when I was living in North Carolina, that's almost two years back now, two and a half years back now, but anyways, I've been going to Gold's Gym, Uh, it was super convenient, and my last location, uh, they were located pretty much right across the street as soon as you got down to the elevator. Honestly, the commute to the gym is probably the exact same uh, since moving into a house because, I mean, I get dressed, I go. It'll probably take me 10 minutes from here to get to the gym, maybe less. And if you consider the fact that I had to go down an elevator, walk a little bit to get to the gym prior, it's literally about the same. But the benefits of this gym... This particular Gold's that I that I went to yesterday, I've gone to it a couple times, um, just because my wife works on this side of town, um, so every time I would come up like to either help her out or or whatever, or if I were just on the side of town, I would go to that gym anyway. So, anyways, the benefits of this gym is they also have an indoor basketball court, and uh, they finally opened up the second the other half so most gyms are most gyms will have like six hoops six to eight hoops they'll also have a divider to split the gym in half it's a typical thing it's to make an economy of the space so that way you can have more games than just a one on the one true full court but the reason why i like well the reason i like the split because the Full court, that's the smaller full court, I should say. is typically like the same size as some outdoor courts. Um, so it's good to get those reps in just for sprinting. Also, it's softer on on your legs when you're running and jumping on parquet or fake whatever, fake wood it is. Um, but, uh, oh, but it felt good. Uh, shot around for like 40 minutes, shot around, ran around. Just did a couple things, trying to get my shot back into rhythm. Because uh, last week, 
I forget which day it was. It must have been like Wednesday or something. But I went to the court. It was a little nippy outside, so it didn't feel too good. But uh, I went to the court, started shooting around. And I only did that for about 20, 25 minutes. And man, when your cardio is not up to the level that you want it to be or that you remember it being, my my body started producing this nastiness. And I was just like, uh, not coughing, but it, like feeling that gunk buildup. It was pretty much like all the rust was coming off and it was coming out. And um, similar situation happened yesterday. But I also needed to warm up. So my commute it can range anywhere from an hour to two hours. Yesterday was about an hour and a half. And I got to the gym. I came outside. I got to the gym. I was like, all right, do I go straight into my routine that I was working on? Or do I do what I normally do? So, And this is a me thing. This will not work for everybody. When I go back into training, I like to do like a warm-up day. And for me, that's like go through going through the movements of stuff that I like to do and that I'm going to do uh, in a workout program. And pretty much the most complex movements or the heavier movements. So like yesterday I played ball by myself, but I played ball nonetheless. And then... And then I did some Olympic lift warm-ups, did some power cleans into a push press. Then I just did some back squats. Then I hit the bag for a little while, a lighter bag, not the heavy bag that I, that I normally do. This one is more for kicking. Um, and then, then I played basketball again for another 20, about 20 minutes. So that's pretty much like, that's not an actual routine for me. It could be like, I could easily see that turning into a routine, but, uh, it wasn't like hard driven specific things like that. When you develop a workout routine, you want to have it very specific in order to see progress. Um, so that's why I don't consider that a routine, but I do this like warm up day to get my body back into, you know, getting ready to to get that weight loading and that kind of level of movement. So I get in there, warm up for what I thought was going to be like 10, 15 minutes. I ended up warming up for like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. But it felt great just to run up and down, just do a couple things. Um, felt weak shooting though. Like I could still shoot the three pretty easily, but... Uh, what I like to do when I warm up is shoot maybe five to 10 feet away from the three point line. Um, it helps me, it helps me warm up because you got to chase those rebounds when you, when you miss them. Uh, usually it takes me about five or five or 10 minutes to make one out of every three. I would say one, one out of four, one out of three, but, uh, yeah, it felt not so good shooting those shots. Anyways. So that was yesterday. Uh, yesterday was Sunday. Took yesterday off. I thought I was going to do a morning podcast. I can't remember if I recorded it early in the morning or not. All the days start to blend together eventually. But anyways, I was talking to my brother about motivation, meditation, uh, and he was listening to last week's podcast 
and he kind of he said he said that he liked that uh one of my brothers um I have four brothers as y'all probably probably already know but I was talking to him about it and he was talking about how um how it was good that he that he liked those topics some stuff that you could definitely expand on and one that he really pointed out was uh the meditation factor oftentimes people hear meditation as like a calming mechanism it's not so much a calming mechanism it's more of a focus mechanism and i say mechanism because there are mechanics to it you draw you pretty much remove yourself from the life that's happening around you and then focus in on yourself but you use an outside source that being said it's not as we spoke about already it's not an extrinsic motivation to focus on one thing to then center kind of center your energy you hone it in that sense Okay, that sounds a little crazy, but that's really what meditation is. You're just taking all the the jingle and the jamble in your brain. You're focusing it on one thing, and that allows for your brain to reach that equilibrium to then really focus. And I mentioned what works for me, and I think I said like a breathing technique and things of that nature. My dad used to teach us a breathing technique also. Uh, he's a very religious guy, and whenever somebody would get hurt, he would say, you got to breathe, you got to breathe. Now, I don't know if he knew all the physiological aspects of that and how important breathing is and get, getting that oxygen flow, getting your blood flow to heal that injury or whatever, you know what I mean, to kind of recover. I don't know if he, if he knew that. I wouldn't be surprised if he heard that, learned it, and then forgot those components but took the essential part. Um, but, like, I've been doing this for a real long time, as I already told you guys. And it's not hard to pick up. It's really not hard to pick up. Uh, sometimes, it's hard, sometimes it's hard to remember that you know how to do it and that you ought to do it. Like more recently for me, like, again, this is something that I'm used to. I've done it all my life. I know how to focus that energy. But while I was driving, I was, I was getting angry. Just like getting so mad. And I was like, why am I getting so mad? Like, let me... Maybe I'm not breathing. Like, it crossed my mind. But this was over the course of, like, a couple weeks of getting so mad driving. Just getting so mad. Not like, uh, not like road rage, but just, like, getting so frustrated with people and doing their stupid things. Like, here, where I drive now, nobody uses their turn signals. Uh, each lane does not matter. Like, it's really hard to, like, you can't maintain good habits in a place like this because good habits would cause an accident. Like you'll put, if you put your chain, like your lane changing signal and and somebody is like a quarter mile to half a mile behind you, quarter mile to a half a mile behind you. And they see you turning or merging into that other lane, but they're speeding up behind you. They're going to honk their horn at you. This has happened to me now twice. And you would think, oh, Brian, it's your fault. No, 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 no. Nothing's my fault, first of all. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I would understand if it was like, oh, I didn't see you. Like, okay, I go back to my lane. No problem. But I have like half a mile, like half a mile, quarter mile, half a mile, quarter mile. And just because you're speeding doesn't mean like it doesn't mean 
You understand, like, that's not how the rules of the road go. If you're going to pass somebody, you go into the far left lane. Anyways, that, it, this, this wasn't even on the highway. That's the crazy thing. This was on, a, like, a main road, but not on the highway. It, insane. The insanity I've seen here is absolutely crazy. Like, I thought, I thought driving in Boston was bad. And I was wrong. I was very wrong. I'd much rather drive in Boston than in the DMV, any day of the week, any day of the week. It drives me so insane here. At least it makes sense in Boston. Like, like the roads don't make sense, but how people drive makes sense. I hear the roads make sense for the most part. How people drive makes absolutely no sense. Like you got tons of HOV lanes. You got, you got highways with four to six lanes open and still there's traffic. Still, there's traffic. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Like, times when there shouldn't be any traffic. You'll get traffic just for people slow. Uh, this, this is what drives me so insane. When you're going up a hill, I don't know how this turned into, <laughs> turned into me complaining about driving. But when you're going up a hill, you're supposed to speed up a little bit. Every time, people will back up on the hill. Like, it will get backed up. There's a number of hills. This is a very hilly area, um, the way that I drive into work. And so if you're going 495 south, I think it's south, 495 south, like going towards McLean, Virginia and whatnot, there's a, there's a part, but you're still in the Maryland side. And right before you're about to pass the Potomac River, first of all, one of the most scenic parts of that highway. Like if you're a passenger, you get one of the most beautiful glimpses of the Potomac River there. Highly recommend going to the National Park. Uh, I think it's called the Great Falls or something like that. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in the United States. Highly, highly recommend. Great hiking spot too. Goes right along the CNO uh, Canal, which that is pretty, that goes like all the way up to Harpers Ferry. But um, anyways, some of the most scenic areas. That being said, that's not where people, that's not even where the traffic starts. The traffic will start in this like merging and exiting area. So I don't know where the other traffic merges from just because I don't ever come from that side. But there's like two lanes that come and merge into three lanes that are that where I'm coming from is three lanes. And there's always traffic that starts there. Then the traffic dissipates and it's easy to avoid that stuff because you can just get into the far left lane. And speed past all the idiocracy. And then after those lanes merge, about a mile down, I would say, yeah, about a mile down, you have an exit onto a parkway. And that causes a little bit of traffic, but not so much of a headache. The traffic really begins when people realize that that parkway is there. And rather than getting off at the parkway, they go to try to stay on the highway. That's fine. That should only, again, this should only be one lane. And now, if you're paying attention, as every driver should be paying attention and have situational awareness, if you see that somebody needs to get into the lane in front of you, your thought shouldn't be, oh, I'm not letting that crazy bastard in, or something like that. It's one thing if you're in dead stop traffic and somebody cuts the line and then gets in front of you. That's one thing. It's another thing if, they're bo- if you're both flowing and like you let this person in front of you, and it may cause you to slow down for a second or two, but it's not really going to make you slow down. 
in the, like, it's not going to make you come to a stop. It's going to make you slow down for maybe a second or two. Then what you ought to do is let that person get in front of you because otherwise you're going to impede traffic a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Now, if that person doesn't merge right away, then they are, they are at fault. Then they're impeding traffic themselves. Like you can't, stop on the highway. You need to keep flowing. If traffic is flowing, you keep flowing. But these are things that happen all the time, every single day. Anywhere you drive in the DMV, you will you are prone to see something stupid like this. Another one of my favorites, oh, this gets my gourd like a motherfucker, dude, is you're driving in a two-lane like highway or parkway. Again, left lane is for passing, right lane is for cruising or Sunday drivers, but you will have two cars going parallel with each other at the same speed in two separate lanes. That never makes sense. Never, ever makes sense. It's one thing if you're passing the vehicle slowly. It's another thing if you're just staying parallel with that car. And then they back up, they back up 20, 30 vehicles behind them. And now these people are slowed down because you decided to block the whole lane. That is a hazard. 100% 100% a hazard. It's a, It's not only a hazard, but it's also, uh, it's like so ignorant. I can't even, I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like if you see that backing up, it is your duty to speed up. Now, inclement weather, that kind of changes things. You can't really just do whatever, but you shouldn't be driving in inclement weather at the end of the day. But if you find yourself, do what's safe, like 100% safe rather than risk anything but in regular weather like that's not a risk to speed up a little bit get in front of the car that you're driving the exact same speed of and stay in that lane and then let the other cars pass anyways all that rant to say is that i i realized that i was getting frustrated as you sure you can't you would not be able to tell of me getting frustrated on how people drive down here but uh that i need to breathe when I'm driving, because I've started holding my breath from getting frustrated, like swimming underwater, under tense pressure. Like when you're trying to, you know, rep this last thing out, you're just like, <gasps> but what you're supposed to do is exhale. Like when you're, when you're lifting a certain amount of weight, let's say you're going for your, P, your personal record, your PR with a squat, you hit the bottom, all right? You hit nine degrees or you just hit under 90 degrees, depends how how you like to squat. Okay. And as you're pushing through, you're supposed to be exhaling. The moment you hold your breath, you fucked yourself. You fucked yourself hard. You need to have a continuous exhalation. And that one breathing pattern, it's inhale either before or going down. If you're going to lift that much heavy weight, I would, I would suggest to inhale prior to hold the breath, hit the point, exhale as soon as you start coming up slowly with the, with the movement. But uh, that's just the pattern that I use. Every, honestly, everybody's different. So I'm not going to say, oh, this thing works the best. This next week, it's going to change. You know, things change all the time. That being said, so I noticed I had to breathe. So I just started doing my breathing. Just inhale. And I, uh, I heard this pattern of four and four or four, 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 something like that, where you inhale four seconds. Hold four seconds, exhale four seconds, hold four seconds, and repeat. And I, I really like that. One of my one of my buddies that I used to work with, um, 
he's big into breathing. Like he's probably more of a, like probably more of a professional when it comes to stuff like that, but big, big on breathing. I've never seen such like a small frame person lift, lift this much weight, uh, as him. So just to, just to, uh, give you an idea of like what breathing can do for you. It, it could turn fucking, uh, you know, what is the name? Chris Evans, pre, pre steroids, Chris Evans into Captain America, Chris Evans. And I mean specifically from the movie, cause I don't know what Captain America's name is actually, I'm not a big Marvel guy like that. But, uh, anyways, so tomorrow the plan is to get into self-defense and start talking about self-defense, home defense. And not so much in the idea of, uh, like, your Second Amendment and things of that nature. Um, I mean, that's a part of it, but that's not my main stick. That's not what I what I know about it for most. I'll just talk about my experience with it. And uh, how to avoid confrontations. Because the best defense is not having to defend yourself. The best defense is diplomacy at the end of the day. And I think it's kind of relevant with all the world events going on right now. But uh, at the end of the day, it all starts with, with you. It starts with you and how you treat others is going to reflect how, how the world uh, treats everybody else. So that's kind of my influence there. Uh, so anyways, I hope, uh, I hope you all have a beautiful Monday morning. It is a beautiful Monday. Always is a beautiful day. If you get to wake up, open your eyes to the sky. Um, whether you can see it or not. You know, whatever your sensory, uh, sensory components, it's a beautiful day. And if you don't have that opportunity, I'm sure you still feel it's a beautiful day just to be able to share it with the people that care about you. Um, anyways, hope y'all have a beautiful Monday. I appreciate y'all for listening. This is Beast and I'm out.